There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. Right now, I'm joined by Richard Burns. You can find on Twitter at RichardTheBurns, and you can also find uh, him speaking on the Blue Moon Podcast and writing over at Yahoo Sport. Uh, Richard, when we scheduled this, thought it would be a much more exciting day, as I uh, kind of asked you right as the Mares news was breaking yesterday. Seems like that has not come through, uh, so we'll start with things that have actually happened, starting with the signing of, uh, who man, I'm Rick Laporte is what I'm going to be going with <laughs> for today's show. Um, a, is that anywhere close, and B, uh, what do you make of the signing? Uh, a, yes, I think it is close. Um, Amarit Laporte is about right, I think. Um, as a signing, I think it fits perfectly for City. We do need another centre back. Um, and, you know, that's exactly what he is. He's left footed, which we, we didn't have a left footed centre back. So that allows for maybe a more natural pairing with either John Stones or Nicholas Otamendi. Um, the interest will be to see exactly where he fits in because we've still got Vincent Company around. Although he is injured most of the time, uh, I, I think this is a, a further signal now that when he's fit, he is he's not first choice anymore because he's um, he's that unreliable, which is a, a great shame, but is the fact of the matter. So I guess this relegates into fourth choice behind Stones, Otamendi, and Laporte. Um, I think the interesting bit for me because the conversation seems to have been geared around who will miss out for him to play. I think the more interesting bit for me is that I actually think it's likely to uh, signal a move towards three at the back uh, mm. with all three playing and then your wing-backs, your options of uh, Mendy on the left and Walker on the right once Mendy's fit, both perfectly capable of that because they're how fast they are, how athletic they are, getting up and down the pitch. Uh, I think, and, and that width would, would be fantastic for us. Uh, because it would just open up space all over the pitch if done properly. You could put uh, even Sané or Sterling as wing-backs, although granted I think they'd need to work on their defensive game for that to be uh, super effective. Um, And so Laporte as one signing I think opens up a whole host of options. It allows us to rest Stones or Otamendi when we need to. Uh, And it's natural competition for it, for the games where we do play two at the back. But the the flexibility that it suddenly affords Guardiola, I think, is is absolutely huge. And, uh, if I may say so, it's a, a somewhat sexier signing than Johnny Evans would have been, isn't it? It certainly is that. Uh, <laughs> also, you mentioned left-footed centre-backs. Um, it's technically correct that you don't have one because... Uh, Mangala on the very near verge of signing for Everton on loan. Uh, what did you make of his uh, tenure and, and how do you think he'll fit in with the Toffees? I, I think it's a... He's not been a great signing, 
Uh, I think that would be uh, would be putting it mildly. He's been, <laughs> you know, he's been a disappointment. But I felt a little bit sorry for him at times because he's clearly not up to City's standard. And they paid £42 million for him at a time when £42 million was still a lot of money, which all of a sudden it isn't really. Um, and, and so obviously he's always been judged against that. He put in one of the best debuts I've ever seen from a City player against Chelsea. And then the next game against Hull gave away a penalty and scored an own goal. And that was sort of back down to earth with a bump. Um, he's He's been a scapegoat at times. Um, he can be on a good run of form, but you always feel like the crowd's waiting for his next mistake, which isn't uh, great circumstances for any player to work in. Um, he's probably through no fault of his own, just guilty of being a little bit overhyped and having too much expectation on him. But he's not um, he, hes not by definition a terrible defender, I don't think. And so to that end, he should be an OK signing for Everton. Uh, he'll obviously be playing a very different style of football under Allardyce than he has done under uh, Manuel Pellegrini or, or Guardiola. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he adapts to that. I guess he'll be having to defend a whole lot more with those teams, which maybe will be a good thing for him because that might keep him switched on when he's got to concentrate for 90 minutes and can't have periods of slacking, um, you know, or, or letting his mind wander while his teammates are attacking and doing all the passing around him. Um, Allardyce will probably do an okay job with him. Uh, and I, you know, sort of wish him all the best, but. It was never going to work long term at City under Guardiola. It's been clear that was clear as soon as Guardiola loaned him straight out to Valencia. Um, but you know, he's, he's never he's never lacked effort for us. His his faults have never been through lack of trying. And so when that's the case, then would always wish a player all the best. But it is for the best that he moves on. Mm, definitely agreed. I got to get eyes on him this summer uh, when they were on tour here in the states, and he clearly looked a step behind. Uh, the rest of the players on the pitch. Um, a little bit of disappointment as I let in with, uh, we kind of thought we'd be talking about Mara's is not uh, happening anymore, considering that this is also coming off the back of potentially signing Alexis and then that not happening. Is there any disappointment within the, the city fan base that you aren't able to get these deals over the line? I think the, the general feeling is that City have made the right judgment calls in not following through with deals at the the prices they would have had to pay. So Sanchez would have been a fantastic player to have. And I suppose the disappointment there is that not only did we not get him, but we lost him to a rival, which is obviously a little bit annoying because rather than strengthening our own team, we've not done and United have half strengthened themselves, which uh, should make them more competitive um, and and pull them closer to City in the, the long term. Uh, Mahrez is a different one because it, came, it was so out of the blue um, and obviously not for City uh, I guess he's been he's always been on the list uh, of, of potential signings and Sane's injury has just uh, sped up their desire to sign him but it, if the reports are correct that Leicester wanted a deal that was somewhere around like all in was somewhere around £90 million then that would be a pretty insane fee for City to to pay. Um, I try not to get too wrapped up in the numbers because value is something that's gone out the window. There's no way to benchmark value anymore. Uh, so, and you know, it's at the end of the day, it's not my money. So if the club want him enough, then I, I don't really care what they pay. But 
even with that considered, to put Mares at ninety million pound or so, it seems. Yeah, I understand it from Leicester's point of view because they don't want to lose him at the last minute. He'd lose a very good player, but it wouldn't. It'd be too much. It just wouldn't seem good value for City at all for a player that it would have been useful, but that we arguably don't need in the short term. So it's a shame, but I don't think you're going to find any City fan absolutely devastated to have missed out on on Mares. To be fair. Mm. Um, especially with, you know, the Sané injury was obviously a tough one to see, but only six weeks-ish is what we're hearing, so won't be uh, too long before he's back and sailing down that left flank for you. Um just want to wrap up talking about City's spending. A lot of people on Twitter today taking pot shots at uh, City uh, as a club and Pep Guardiola as a manager for saying that you're just buying your way out of situations. Um, just uh, thought it would be a good time to give you kind of a platform to speak on that. Uh, it's just, personally, I, I'm bored of it, which, you know, maybe a predictable thing for the City fan to say, but it's like the point scoring between rival clubs about how much each club spends, like, I don't really get it because it doesn't affect us. So, of course, as one of the wealthiest clubs in the world, we we are able to spend that money. We are able to sign some of the most expensive players in the world. But money itself doesn't account for success. Money aids success. But the when you watch the way City play um, and the, the football that that team puts together, it's stunning and it's beautiful to watch. And it's not beautiful to watch because of the money that they've spent. It's beautiful to watch because of the coaching that goes into it and the ability of the manager and his staff to get that out of those players. Of course, of course you need players capable of, of playing that way. But there are other clubs who have spent an insane amount of money uh, or an incredible amount of money, like Manchester United, who are able to go and spend uh, in the order of £90 million on Paul Pogba and are able to go and give Alexis Sanchez somewhere around £400,000 a week. City, of course, are spending an equivalent amount of money, but like Guardiola says, instead they've chosen to spread it uh, over a a greater number of players because that was exactly what the squad needed. It's just how business works. If you want the most success, then you you go out and get the best staff that you can, to put it in really blunt, sort of unemotional terms. And to do that, you have to pay the appropriate price. And with football... You know, there's a, I guess the the compensation scheme for signing players is a transfer fee, and that's set by the buying club. We have to buy players, so it just is what it is. Everybody, every supporter would be happy. I promise you this. Every supporter, if it was their club, they'd be happy for them to go and spend it. Um, we, we've had to live with those digs for a long time. We can't deny. That how lucky we got to go in the blink of an eye from a, a club on the brink of administration to uh, lottery winners overnight, essentially. But it is what it is. And as a result, we get to watch some of the best football that's ever been played in the Premier League and some of the best football that's currently being played in in the world. Mm. But everybody else has a chance to compete. It's not like our rivals can't spend money. So uh, I, I have very little sympathy for that argument. It it doesn't really bother me. I don't get rattled by it, but it's just, it's a bit boring. If, you know, if supporters want to argue about which team spent the most money, then fine. But I support a football team and, you know, not the accountants. If if they can spend the money, then 
then okay. <laughs> I trust that judgment on that. Yeah, fair enough. Um, well, very nice uh, speaking with you. Uh, again, kind of the, the headline here, Laporte and Mangala out, Mars and Alexis, obviously, nopes. And spending money's fine, so whatever. Um, <laughs> tell the folks <laughs> where they can find you. Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter, at Richard the Burns. I'm on the Blue Moon Podcast, a weekly Manchester City podcast released every Friday, which is on Twitter, at Blue Moon Podcast. And uh, I write for Yahoo Football, specifically about Manchester City. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.